0: hello word nerds welcome to another episode of the dictionary it's a very special episode which you probably saw in the title we have a guest she is a return guest one of the few return guests actually i'm trying to think have i had any other Uh, yeah i've had a couple but you are definitely in a very very small group of people carrie weeder how are you
1: I'm great. I'm great, Spencer. Thanks for pronouncing my last name correctly. (laughs) I appreciate that. Wow. Wow. Great to be back.
0: Do you get Carrie Whiter a lot?
1: 99.999% of the time. Yeah. And it's often misspelled because it's I before E. It follows the rule, but most people think it's E before I. And fun fact, every time I book an acting job, every single time, I always make sure to tell production, please note that my last name is I before E because they spell it wrong and then sometimes it's wrong in the credits and then that's no good. So.
0: And hopefully it's not wrong on your paycheck.
1: <laughs> well, that doesn't matter. You can just sign it wrong and then I guess yeah, so, yeah, sign it right. Yeah. So, and paychecks are becoming less and less of a thing now. A lot of it's True. more direct deposit and Venmo even and right? yeah. So yeah.
0: I got to say every time I type your name, I know how it how it's spelled, but my mm-hmm. fingers Uh, they don't, they don't want to do that for some reason. I don't know Uh, what is happening, but I know the actual spelling. They just don't type it correctly the first time around, but I get there. I get there.
1: Yeah. It's, it's uh, misspelled both my names because Carrie can be spelled so many ways too. Oh God, yeah. So yeah, I had a friend one time who uh, emailed me to apologize for misspelling my last name and then she misspelled my last name in the apology. So yeah, that's the story of my life.
0: (laughs) Nice. Every time you come on, we're going to learn a little bit more about you and your life.
1: Oh, lovely. And then we're also going to learn these wonderful C words today, which I'm very excited about.
0: Yes, me too. All right. So let us get into this. We are at the very, very, very bottom of page 177, but most of this will be on the top of page 178. Oh, and I I should ask you, uh, this will be airing on January 9th. Does January 9th have any special meaning to you?
1: To me, no, no. Why?
0: No, I just, if it did, that was going to oh. be a, 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 a nice coincidence or a synchronicity. But
1: oh, I well, just wanted to find out. My father's birthday was January twelfth. Okay, so, that's close. But, yeah, close. Yeah. And I always try to okay. And now this year, I don't think I can do it. Usually around my to you know, my father passed five years ago, and to in honor of him, I usually see if there's a Star Wars movie out. I usually mm. see it around my father's birthday. But I don't think there's a Star Wars movie coming out this year, is there?
0: Not that I know of. Um, man, I've I've like lost track of Star Wars stuff. I know that the Mandalorian is still. Going strong, so maybe you yes. could just watch that instead.
1: Yeah, I don't have the the Disney thing. I don't, I'll have to yeah. get somebody's password or something. But yeah, I'd love to see it. Yeah, definitely. Especially that cute little baby Yoda. He's adorable. <laughs> yes, adorable. There, there's
0: part of me that just wants to not watch the show just to spite people, but <gasps> I, I'll get I'll get around to it eventually, I guess.
1: I can understand that. I I understand that sometimes you're like, eh, no, it's it's too popular. Whatever, I right. don't need that, but. I think, I think, I think we'll find enjoyment in it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are going to start this episode officially uh, with the first word, which is camp, C-A-M-P. This is the third form. We already did the first two forms. Uh, This one is a noun from circa 1909. Um, Okay. This is interesting. Number one exaggerated effeminate mannerisms exhibited especially by homosexuals uh we're just going to chug right along and then we can discuss these afterwards 2a something so outrageously artificial affected inappropriate or out of date as to be considered amusing uh that i think was 2a right 2a now we have 2b a style or mode of personal or creative expression that is absurdly exaggerated and often fuses elements of high and popular culture as in a movie that celebrates camp campily is an adverb campiness is a noun and campy is an adjective yeah i definitely when i think of this form of this word i think of oh my god there's so many things i guess combining all of these into one I guess I sort of think of John Waters films which are okay. very adult I guess that would be considered camp um huh? yeah but, yeah but yeah there's so so many movies so many pieces of culture out there that you you would call camp um
1: well, wh- to me, what's fascinating is this dates back to 1909. Like,
0: yeah. they had
1: campiness back in 1909 when everything was, when life was in black and white, you know? How do you right. campy in black and white?
0: And what did they consider as camp 111 years ago?
1: Right? Oh my, that would be fascinating.
0: That's probably more of the first definition, um effeminate mannerisms by homosexuals
1: probably yeah you're right you're right um i'm I'm guessing there's probably a um dissertation out there about campiness that we could find somewhere yeah see what the early 1909 campiness looked like
0: when you think of a campy movie what sort of jumps out at your brain
1: yeah polyester like you said john waters um Ah, uh, that that's the one. That's the one that jumps out at me.
0: Okay. I've only seen maybe a couple of his movies. I really need to go back uh, and watch them. Kids, these are not movies for you. Just, no. Just wait a few years.
1: Not for the children.
0: <laughs> no. Okay, we are moving on to the fourth form of camp adjective, also from 1909. So maybe it's similar. Of relating to being or displaying camp, as in camp send-ups of the songs... Of the songs of the '50s and '60s, that is a quote from John Elsom, E L S O M. So yeah, it's, it's all all in the same world. Those two those two forms of camp.
1: I looked up John Elsom, and oh. I I didn't do my homework till this morning. I'm a little behind.
0: <laughs> it's more uh, homework I than I, s- I do.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, but I tried. It, I found that there was a theater critic, John Elsom. I believe he was British. I believe he became a member of Parliament at some point. Um, and I, I would like to know more about him. I'm intrigued. A theater critic who became a member of parliament.
0: That is fascinating, actually. Yeah. Right?
1: But I believe he wrote for a U.S. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting these conflated and mixing a bunch of John Nelsons together. But I believe he wrote for some kind of U.S. art magazine or Which, something.
0: But yeah, that totally fits in with this example. Uh, Camp send-ups of the songs of the 50s and 60s. That could totally be him.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: When you find more information, send it my way.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I will try.
0: Because I, I, cause I'm cause not going to do research. That's a, that's a waste <laughs> of my time. What am I talking about?
1: I just uh, searched the Google. That's, you yeah. know, that's air quotes research. <laughs> yeah, okay. First um, page. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't do a deep dive.
0: Feeling lucky. Yeah, research these days is so much easier than back when we were kids.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Remember the periodical table of, not the elements. <laughs> what was that? Those books you would go to in the library? And then you would look up a topic and it would tell you which magazines or newspapers and which issue. Oh, my golly. Yeah. Yeah. That was back in the day.
0: We have moved on so far. Okay. Uh, So we have the fifth and final form of camp. This is an intransitive verb from 1925. To engage in camp. Exhibit the qualities of camp. As in, he was camping, hands on hips, with a quick eye to notice every man who passed by. That is a quote from R. M. McAlmon, M-C-A-L-M-O-N. So that's an interesting example that they give. He was Mm -hmm. camping hands on hips with a quick eye to notice every man who passed by. It almost seems like a song. Did you uh, look up who this guy was or person?
1: I did, and I have to confess I already forgot who he was. I don't think I found much information, but yeah, sorry.
0: Well, hey, if anybody wants to know more, R. M. McAlmon. Okay, next is campaign. This is the first form, noun from circa 1656. One, a connected series of military operations forming a distinct phase of a war. Number two, a connected series of operations designed to bring about a particular result as in election campaign. This is from a French word which might be pronounced similar. It is spelled C-A-M-P-A-G-N-E, sort of like champagne, but this is campaign. It is probably from Italian campagna, which is means level country or campaign. Let's see, from the Latin campagna, which means level country, from the Latin, the level country around Naples. That's That's where campaign comes from.
1: Yeah, what I found fascinating about this entry was that the election part was was considered number two. You know, I feel like in 2020, the number one definition would be for elections for campaign.
0: Yeah, that's definitely the way that we most people, I think, think of campaigns Uh, not so much with war and, and stuff like that, but yeah, I actually, it brings up a question, which I've mentioned a few times is what, why, why do they decide to put this definition before this one or make form one over, you know, why do they, why do they organize them this way? And I usually, I think it's usually based on how often a thing is used, but yeah, in this case, I would probably have put number two as number one.
1: Correct. That's what I would say. Well, uh, maybe as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, 1656, the year 1656. Maybe they're doing this chronologically, how originally it was considered more to do with military and then it became more affiliated with elections. Yeah. Kind of a guess. That does make sense
0: because I often do see ones that are archaic or obsolete as the earlier definitions, one Mm. or two. So, yeah, I think. Maybe they, maybe they are doing it a bit more chronologically. Although, I have a feeling it's a lot more complicated than that. Um, there's probably some rule. Like, slang ones, I think, usually tend to go to the end. Uh, um, yeah, so maybe we should ask somebody who makes dictionaries.
1: This is fascinating.
0: So, we are moving on to the second form of campaign. This is a verb uh, from 1701, starting with intransitive. To go on engage in or conduct a campaign and then transitive is to enter in competition and the examples are a horse or a boat so to enter a horse or a boat into competition those are just examples you can enter lots of things into competition and then campaigner is a noun that is the one who is entering their ho- horse or boat their their borse or hoat into a competition
1: <laughs> yeah how about that a campaign? So I, yeah, I I was a little confused by that one. So entering, I'm campaigning my boat. Do you say? That
0: yeah, I guess now so. You're
1: racing it.
0: Yeah, you're you're um, I mean, I think it's definitely related to the first one. You're campaigning for this this thing to win a competition. Um, d- yeah, it, it's not one that I think most of us are are super familiar with, but I feel like I've heard it used. In that way before.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I'm not very well versed in horses or boats, so okay.
0: No, me neither. Definitely okay. not. Okay, next we have Campanile. Compa- you could say Campanile or Campanile. You could also say Campanile. Campanile. It is spelled C A M P A N I L E. This is a, uh, where is it? I lost, I lost my place. It just says it's especially of U.S. structures. Oh, it's a, here we go. It's a noun from 1640. A usually free standing bell tower, a campanile. Have you ever seen one of these?
1: I have. Well, yes. I spent uh, in high school, I spent a lot of time in and around UC Berkeley. Um, you know, it was fun to just hang out. UC Berkeley in that area is kind of, there's a whole vibe. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. um, my friends were musicians, and they would play in Sproul Plaza at UC Berkeley, and there is a Campanile there. So um, I believe there's one in, wasn't there one in Texas, one of the universities in Texas oh. that a gunman went up and shot at people? Yeah, I... I don't
0: know if that was a, a bell tower specifically, but yes, that was definitely. In fact, there's a documentary, a rotoscope animated documentary called Tower, I think, all about that that massacre essentially uh yeah i don't know if it was would be considered a campanile but it definitely was a, a tower uh of some kind
1: hmm. yeah i associate it with with universities but i think yeah. also like uh religious uh
0: like churches or yes yes yeah uh,
1: cathedrals
0: mm-hmm yeah. And then when you were at UC Berkeley, did you know that it was called a Campanile or did you yeah, just Yeah, yeah.
1: That's what people called it. When I saw the word on here, I was like, oh, like at UC Berkeley. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We called it uh, Campanile. We, you know, we... Right, right. California. The American Campanile way to sounds, say it. Yeah. Comp- Campanile sounds a little more sophisticated. For sure. But, yeah. We all
0: want to sound sophisticated. Uh, yeah. There is a picture of this Campanile, a little, a black and white drawing uh, it's very ornate. It's just a uh, a, a square tower um, that just goes up and there's some windows, some bigger windows, some smaller windows. I assume that there's a bell inside near the top. Um, it reminds me a little bit of the towers from Lord of the Rings. Did you uh, ah, watch those movies?
1: I did. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. It's a long, narrow tower.
0: It's not nearly as tall as the Lord of the Rings towers, but it definitely sort of has that. It's It's... In that direction, for sure.
1: Yeah, this one appears to be leaning. Is that just me?
0: Is yeah, you picture? gotta put your head back straight up and down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't... It doesn't really... I mean, it's. it looks pretty straight up and down to me, but who knows?
1: Has a sort of gothic-y vibe to it, or I'm not well-versed in architecture, but...
0: Yeah, me neither, but it's it's yeah. very ornate.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Okay, our next word is campanologist, camp, or campanologist, noun from 1857, one who practices or is skilled in campanology. And because I said that word, I'm just going to go right into that one, which is a noun from circa 1823, because we none of us know what campanology is. It is the art, get this, the art of bell ringing.
1: Okay, now I was going to research this and I didn't, but I'm thinking... I'm thinking when they're talking about bell ringing, and this is, you know, the holiday season, and this is when I think the only time in my life when I see this are those bell ringers who wear the white gloves yes. and they ring the, they make the music. Yep. So I'm guessing it's that, but does it also refer to the kid who would pull the bell like when uh, – what was it? The Sound of Music, was that the one where they show, I think, the wedding and they show the kid like – holding on to the the rope of the bell tower and going up and down on the rope.
0: Um, It's been so long since I have seen that movie. Uh, You are probably correct. Um, I mean, the first example I think of is just like the hunchback. Uh, But there are so many examples of of bell, bell ring. Yeah, church bells ringing. I, I, you know what? Honestly, I think it's both. I think it's church bells ringing. I think it's the the playing of the bells uh, more than likely. And, uh, you know, this is probably a good place to say the etymology of campanile, which is Italian from the word campana, which means bell. Uh, so these are all related to just, it's a place for a bell. It's a, a person who is skilled in the art of bell ringing and just the art of bell ringing.
1: Interesting. Yeah. And so as someone who speaks Spanish, campagna is a, is a bell.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. that's very much related to Italian. Yeah. So our our next few words are also uh, at least a couple words are going to be similar, have similar etymology. The next one is Campanula. And this is a noun from 1664. And the synonym is just bell flower. So it's a flower called a Campanula. And we uh, definitely know where it gets its name from. It probably looks like a bell
1: It does. It's a bell-shaped... I I looked it up. I did. That was one I looked up just to see. I love plants and flowers. And uh, it has a bell shape. And most of the ones, when you do like an image search, come up a purple color. Mm. Um, But they're also white and I think even pink. But they're cute. They've got these bell, kind of like a puffy belly kind of a flower. They're cute. Nice. I like them.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll definitely post a picture on Instagram.
1: Oh, yeah. There there you go. Um,
0: And then our next one is... Campanulate or Campanulate. This is an adjective from 1668. And it just means shaped like a bell as in Campanulate flowers.
1: So we could say this about a person too, I'm guessing?
0: If if a person is shaped like a bell, you can definitely call them Campanulate.
1: Okay, I probably won't. But uh, yeah, good to know I have that option.
0: Yes, maybe you can just say it to yourself. <laughs> I'm trying to think who, I mean, there are, there must be people who are shaped like a bell, sort of. Sure.
1: Bell shaped. Well, they say barrel shaped, but barrel yeah. could be bell. Pear yeah. shaped, triangle shaped. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If you so. find somebody who is shaped like a bell, I need to know about this.
1: Oh, and then you could post a picture.
0: Yes. Okay. So, so you could have a, oh boy, there's a, there's a lot of campagna words. They're all bell related. Um, okay, we are going to move on to, uh, let's see, Campbellite, or, com- yeah, cam- let's see, there's a couple ways, Campbellite or Campbellite. It looks like the name Campbell with a P and a B and then I-T-E at the end. This is a noun from 1830. It is sometimes offensive, so maybe you, you want to think twice before you use this word, Campbellite, and it uh, is the number two definition for the word disciple. And this is from Alexander Campbell, who was maybe a disciple. I don't know. Did you look into this, this guy?
1: I did. And again, since I did it at the last minute, I just found a bit of information. I believe it was a father and a son who kind of wanted to have their own church. They started their own church and um, similar and maybe an offshoot of, of the Baptist church. And they seem to sort of believe that sin was outside of you rather than being born with original sin. Um, hmm. So, yeah, that's about as far as I got. The,
0: the, that's more than I got. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not entirely sure why it's sometimes offensive, but uh, there, there's that.
1: Maybe I'm thinking that since, you know, oh, they're an offshoot, they don't believe that we're born with sin. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. how silly can they be? So maybe it has that negative connotation.
0: Yeah, maybe for some people it would be offensive, but to other people it might be like a badge of honor or, you know, have the opposite feeling. Yeah. Okay, next is camp craft. This is all one word, noun from circa 1893 skill and practice in the activities related to camping i have no camp craft what about you
1: nor do i nor do i, I did not know this was a word in fact wow. um yeah i'm not a big camper my sister is she frequently invites me to go camping with her and i always say no <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's just not my thing
0: next time you uh you, you say, no, I can't go. You can say, I can't go because I have no camp craft.
1: Yeah, my camp craft, gra- my camp craft game is just lacking. It's, yeah.
0: I could probably yeah. get by. I mean, I've definitely gone camping, but I've always gone camping with other people who know more about what they're doing. Uh, like yes. the idea of cooking food on a fire seems like, I mean, I'm not much of a cook in the first place, but that takes it to a whole other level. I mean, I would I would make sandwiches and drinks ahead of time. That's what I would do. Uh, I could probably make a fire. I could definitely set up a tent. But anything beyond that, I think uh oh, it makes s'mores. I can make definitely make s'mores. Oh,
1: sure, sure. Yeah, I can I can make a fire. I'm a good fire maker. Um but yeah, I don't have the gear. I don't have the clothes. Mm. You know what I mean? I would have to borrow a bunch of stuff yes, and yes. Mm, it's that stuff's expensive like good camping gear like REI and all that. Jeez, Louise, it's expensive. It does last and REI has an amazing thing where you can take anything back, but yeah, it's a lot of money to invest in and I never invested in it. So
0: Well, and you got to be interested in it. You know, you want you got to be you you have to want to use it to actually go buy all that stuff, I feel like. Yes. So if you're not yes, interested in it, no no sense in buying it.
1: Correct. Save your money. Save your money, kids.
0: So if you are not interested in it, that means that you are not a camper, which is our next word. This is a noun from 1852. One, one who camps. Two, a portable dwelling for use during casual travel and camping. And then there is an example. A portable dwelling as a specially equipped trailer or automotive vehicle. Um so when you when you were a kid, did you ever go to camp?
1: I went to camp once. I went to like sleep away camp for like a week when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we did sixth grade camp as well. So I did it twice. I did it when I was like younger, like maybe second grade, third grade. And then we had uh, sixth grade camp. Yeah. Nice.
0: And then do you think that, I mean, obviously here the number two is driving a camper or living in a camper. Have you ever done that? Do you think that you ever would?
1: would i would yeah but um i never have i don't think i ever have gone in a camper i had friends i remember like back in the 70s like some friends their parents had one parked along the side of the house Mm. and we would go play in there right i think that's the closest i've ever gotten to spending time in there Eh, sometimes on sets you know because i'm an actress sometimes they have they have camp they have some campers there and you go in just to hang out. If you don't have a, your own trailer, then there's kind of a camper you can go sit in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like on a trip, I haven't done it.
0: it yeah, would be fun. I don't think I have either. Um, but there's definitely part of me that, you know, when I'm older, I think it would be fun to just sort of get, maybe not a camper per se, but get something and drive around the country and uh, just see see all that's out there. I think that would be kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. So our next word is campesino, campesino, C-A-M-P-E-S-I-N-O. It is a noun from 1898, a native of a Latin American rural area, especially a Latin American Indian farmer or farm laborer. This is a Spanish word from campo, which means field um, or country. And then from the Latin word compass, which means field, which we uh read in the last episode, and uh, that will definitely come up in the next episode as well, which I already recorded. Wow! So, so campesino,
1: yeah. What I would like to say about this is that, yeah, as I mentioned, I do speak Spanish, so as soon as I see that, I think of farmer that can word can use to be mean farmer, but I looked it up, I was like just to make sure, because then there's also the word granjero, which also means farmer, which put mm. me down a campesino versus granjero word search. Um, and campesino came up as to mean peasant, I found, um, or peasant farmer, or country person. Um, and then somebody on some blog or something said something about peasant isn't, necessarily pejorative, because I think in English language, when you think of peasant, you think of lesser than or, you know, a peon kind of a person. But this peasant doesn't have the negative connotation. Um, It just kind of means someone in the country. Um, So I thought that was interesting.
0: And then what was the other word? Granjero?
1: Granjero. G-R-A-N-J-E-R-O. Granjero.
0: So that would be more of somebody who... Like maybe owns the farm, runs the farm, you know, opposed to the this one that is uh, somebody in a rural area, a farm laborer, you know, somebody who works on somebody else's farm, probably. Oh,
1: maybe, maybe you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Okay,
0: good to know. Good to know. Yeah, okay. we're learning. Yes. Uh, okay, so our next word is compestral. c a m p e s t r a l adjective from circa 1750 of or relating to fields or open country and the synonym is rural which is a hard word to say um yeah and this is again related to the latin campus which means field lots and lots of words are related to that
1: it's lovely i think it's a lovely word campestral sounds nice. very poetic yeah it does i would never probably use it um, but it's a nice word. And then it reminds me of orchestral which mm. music. And then if you're listening to orchestral music in a compestral area, I think that's a lovely vision.
0: Yes, it is. I like that. Uh, you, you'd probably have to use some headphones cause I don't know if you, we can put up some big speakers in a field or an open, open yeah. country. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yes. I like this. It's, it seems very nice and relaxing.
1: Yeah. Lovely. It's a lovely. It, it evokes a, a lovely vision.
0: I think of yeah. spring.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah.
0: Okay, so our next word is campfire. One word, noun from 1675. A fire built outdoors as at a camp or a picnic.
1: Lovely. Nothing like a campfire, the smell of a campfire. Yeah. Making those marshmallows or those s'mores. Just lovely.
0: Um. Uh, What's, what, how do you like your s'mores?
1: Uh, you know, is, I didn't know there were, there was like options. Um, <laughs> explain what so, what are my options?
0: I think the, the main question is how do you like to cook your marshmallow?
1: Oh, for me, the marshmallow, I like it almost burnt. I even can set it on fire for a second and blow it out, but I like when it's really brown. Mm-hmm. How
0: about you? Uh, I I like mine pretty well, golden all around the area, right all all around. If I can, uh, I like to make it pretty even. You know, not not too cooked. I mean, I'll eat it if I accidentally burn it. I'm I'm not gonna toss it. Uh, <laughs> I'm it's still going in me, but um, but yeah, I don't. I'm not. I mean, I do like things that are a bit on the well cooked side. But when uh-huh. you get to a uh, marshmallow that's too cooked, it just to me tastes just like char or something it kind
1: of does but for some reason i enjoy the yeah. char with the sweetness of the inside of the marshmallow
0: yeah yeah oh, they're so good um delicious and for me i don't even really need the graham crackers i am totally fine just putting the marshmallow in between chocolate and that's good enough for me
1: wow that's See, I think I kind of like the, the breadiness of the of the graham cracker on the, the crust. I like the crust. Yeah, you know?
0: that's what it is. Like a
1: good graham cracker crust, a pie with a graham cracker crust mm. is so special. So that's why I like the outside having that bready sweetness.
0: I think part of the reason why I don't care for that part is because it's too hard to bite through. And then the marshmallow oh. just gets squishy and goes out all the edges. And I would oh. rather be able to bite into something that's a bit softer so I can get a like a real bite.
1: Maybe you should invent soft graham crackers. Soft graham
0: crackers. They, they wouldn't be graham crackers. They would be graham softers. Gram I don't know.
1: softies. I think, oof, I think that you could make a million right there.
0: All right. I'll take it. Now I just have to make it. <laughs> okay. Our last word is campfire girl. Three words. The C and the F in Campfire are capitalized. This is a noun from 1912. A girl who is a member of a national organization of young people from ages 5 to 18. And uh, this is from Campfire Girls, uh, obviously. Uh, Campfire Girls Inc., which is the former name of Campfire Inc. Uh, So it was Campfire Girls Inc. And then they changed it just to Campfire Inc. Because maybe boys wanted to join. I don't know. Do you know anything Mm. about this?
1: I I don't know why they changed the name. Um, I don't know if... Is Campfire Inc. related to Boy Scouts of America?
0: See, it seems like it would be, but I know that there's also Girl Scouts, and so I'm not sure why this one is different.
1: Yeah, I'm not either. And I was a bluebird, briefly, for like a couple years, and I think it falls under the campfire Mm. category, I part of the corporation, it's incorporated, um, but I'm not 100% sure. I should have researched this.
0: (laughs) Well, you got some time before this airs on January 9th. You can uh, find some more information. Oh, if you have a picture of you in your blue bird outfit, that would be amazing.
1: (sighs) Oh, God. I do not have one here. (laughs) I'm... Supposed to go to my mother's at Christmas, but we'll see because of the COVID. Oh, yeah. um, but if I think of it, I'll look for one. All right. No pressure. No pressure. I think I had, I think there's a picture of me I can see in my head wearing like my outfit and maybe I had like one front tooth. You know what I mean? Like, oh, really perfect. Classy look. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. I think I'm going to go back to that look. <laughs> All, one right. Tooth. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. Yeah, oh, exactly. All right. So... Dear. Our words today were camp, campaign, campanile, campanologist, campanology, campanula, campanulate, campalite, campcraft, camper, campesino, campestral, campfire, and campfire girl. You must now pick a word of the episode.
1: Oh, me?
0: Yeah, it's oh. all you.
1: Oh, gosh. Oh, this is tough. Because so many of these words resonate with me, um, I, I like campestral. Let's do that one because it's a very peaceful. Let's let's go. That's my word. I'm yeah. sticking to it.
0: I was thinking you might even be doing that one. I, I like that one too. Um, it's lovely. I I also liked uh, campanology. It is the art of bell ringing, and uh, there is a great podcast called Ologies. Where uh the host Allie Ward interviews people who are experts on things. They are ologists of all different types. I mean, she's I don't know even know how many episodes she's got. Um, but if if she hasn't interviewed a companologist, uh maybe she should. That would be awesome to hear somebody talk about the art of bell ringing.
1: Wow, what uh what's the name of the podcast again?
0: It's called ologies o l o g i e s.
1: Interesting. Okay, yeah, I would like to know about this bell ringing. It seems very almost kind of sophisticated, I think, because they wear those gloves. Mm. And you know, I don't know, it's it seems like a classy kind of a hobby or whatever.
0: Yeah, I never, I never would have thought that there would be a a whole study of the art of bell ringing. But there's studies about everything. So I guess it makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And can I ask you, before we sign off soon, were you ever a a Boy Scout or a Cub Scout or any of that?
0: Definitely not. Okay. Uh, My dad was, when he was a kid, for a time, I don't know how long. uh, It was not something that I was really interested in. My friends were, or some of my friends were. One of my friends in high school even got up to Eagle Scout, which is the top level um, uh-huh. But I, I wasn't really an outdoors kid. I didn't do camping. I I mean, I think it would have been very, very beneficial for me to learn those skills. Um, uh-huh. But it just wasn't something that I was interested in. So my parents didn't push that. Um, yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. But
0: I do think I should have learned some of those skills.
1: And then you would be, hold on, what's the word? A campfire girl? Be... No, what was the other <laughs> word we talked about? campcraft then you you would have yes. good you would be good have good campcraft.
0: Yes, I think that would have been very smart for me actually. Um
1: well, it's never too late to learn.
0: Oh no, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I yeah. I hope to have some campcraft by the time I die. Uh so Carrie, there's one more thing that I have not told you about that Uh-oh. uh nobody knows about except for my wife because she gets to experience me recording this. Uh, every uh Pretty much every time I record I have started A little bit into the seas I started to make up Short little terrible Horrible songs About the word of the episode Oh So if you would like And the, trust me Anything you create would be better Than what I could come up with These uh-huh. are short These are a few words There's nothing to it if you would like, you can off the top of your head come up with a song about campestral or any other word that you want to in three, two, one.
1: <laughs> campestral. It means rural. Yeah. How was that. that?
0: Is so much better than any of the other songs that I have done. You you are winning this race so far. <laughs>
1: Nobody. I should have grabbed my ukulele and played a little. Okay, wow. Well, I didn't know I was gonna be writing a song today, but there we go.
0: I know. That's why I like to spring that on you. You you've got a great voice. You had you had actual uh, tones and song. Uh, you know notes and uh, there was a, a bit of a melody and uh, yeah that, and it almost rhymed. So. You win. You win.
1: Thank you. God bless. Hey, how how is your you have how's your Patreon going? How who's our friend? Christoph?
0: Yes. Still the one and only Christoph.
1: Oh, I, I wish I wish Christoph the best. I hope he's doing well.
0: He's holding down the fort.
1: Good, good, good. Wonderful. Wonderful. I thought of a word we could talk about on a future episode. Uh, for Patreon.
0: Oh, for an exclusive. Yeah, yeah. We Well, let's keep it a secret because if people want to learn okay. about it, then they can, uh, they can join the Patreon and maybe okay. we'll do that in the future.
1: Yeah, I knew I had told you there was one and I couldn't remember what it was and I didn't want to search. I couldn't remember if it was something I saved from Twitter or if I'd screenshotted and then I heard the word... <laughs> yesterday mm. and i was like that was the word i wanted to so we'll, in the future we'll get together and we'll talk about that word because it's Excellent. a word that i thought i knew what it meant for years and years and years and i realized i didn't oh, so
0: interesting yeah there's a, there's a backstory to it nice yeah. well we will yeah. definitely do that in the future so thank okay. you to carrie thank you to everybody who is listening um i will put carrie's links in the show notes she's got uh, Twitter and I think probably Instagram but definitely a YouTube page and there's some fun videos up on there and if you want to hire her in this weird COVID age for an acting job voiceover songs jingles she's super talented go check <laughs> her out I mean she made up that awesome song on the spot
1: thank you thank you that was I wrote a I wrote a jingle for your wife
0: yes and if you love the creepy stuff go check out Horse talk horror and uh just this last week, uh, let's see, December. What what uh, days are we on? December seventh, I think. We uh, released a new tidbits of terror episode, uh, you? which you are credited as making the jingle. Wow. Um, yeah, it's getting a lot I'm of playing. So
1: proud! They made me an honorary horror. It's yes. It's, wow, my life is changing leaps and <laughs> bounds. Thanks to you guys. It's just bless you all. Happy holidays. Oh, well, it's going to be after the holidays when this comes out. Happy New Year. Here's to 2021. Oh, Lord.
0: Yeah, we're a full uh, over a week into 2021. Hopefully it's going better than 2020.
1: It will. It has to. It will. It it is.
0: All right. So thank you again. Uh, And, uh, you know, luckily I didn't have to come up with the song this time. You all have been saved of that. (laughs) And so until next time, this is Spencer and Carrie dispensing information. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.